KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Dread D is the iPhone of recent action thrillers. The movie doesn't do apps, or drop calls for that matter, but this intensely violent production is distinguished by elegant design. The people who made it have orchestrated color, form, light, 3D technology, and digital effects into a look that amounts to a vision. The director was Pete Travis, working from a shrewd, terse screenplay by Alex Garland. The production designer was Mark Digby, and the cinematographer was Anthony Dodd-Mantle. Digby and Mantle previously collaborated on Slumdog Millionaire. The opening shot is a variation on Wally, a slow flyby over a vast garbage dump of a megalopolis in a blighted future, except that this city is fully inhabited and a battleground between free-range criminals and so-called judges, the robocopish descendants of Rambo who function as judges, juries, and executioners. Chief among them is, yes, you guessed it, Judge Dredd, who was played by Sylvester Stallone in the 1999 film of the same name. This time around, he's played by Carl Urban. Played is a big word for what the helmeted actor is able to do with his husky voice, slyly laconic dialogue, and the visible parts of his face, meaning his scowl and stubble. Dredd's partner is an anxious rookie named Cassandra. She doesn't wear a helmet because it would scramble her psychic powers, so she's played visibly and very well by Olivia Thirlby. The story has been assembled from repurposed genre elements. A vertical ghetto, 200 stories high, controlled by a scar-faced prostitute turned drug lord, or drug lady, I guess. Her name is Mama, and she's played to a lurid fare-thee-well by Lena Hetty. Mama's product comes out of a shop that looks a lot like an industrial-scale meth lab, but it's a compound called slow-mo that makes its addicts feel as if time is passing at 1% of its normal speed. And the nature of the drug dictates much of the production's graphic distinction. Its effects are visualized by super-slow-mo cinematography in sequences of dreamy sumptuousness. Iridescent soap bubbles floating over Mama's bathtub and, thanks to the 3D, over the first few rows of the theater's seats. Bodies falling ever so slow-moly onto public spaces— one body drifting down an elevator shaft in the company of glass shards that flutter and swirl like clouds of what used to be called in a more innocent time Disney dust. Sometimes Dread 3D bogs down in passages that aren't supposed to be slow. The movie will almost stop every now and then to admire its own physical beauty. And there's no way of elevating its exploding heads and sliced-off limbs into dramatic art. All the same, the juxtaposition of brutality and improbable chivalry in a dystopia built on the foundations of Blade Runner, Brazil, and even Naked City, it's a vision that's hard to dismiss. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.